0: in these
1: waters.
2: (laughs) The Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record.
3: Welcome back to Skyrim Off The Record for Episode 5. I am Joe The Widget Wilson, the main host. Well, not really. I think Ivarwin kind of has that record. They just give me a title to make me sound important. And speaking of Ivarwin, (laughs) the writer extraordinaire, Ivarwin, hello.
2: Hello, Joe. Uh, Joe, I got to turn you on to something real quick. Okay. All right. I like like being turned on. You like like that? Yeah. Um, All right, because this might turn you off then. Oh. It's a, it's a sad fact, and here it is: every every seven and a half seconds, a guard in Skyrim takes an arrow to the knee. Oh yeah, well, all you know, oh, those well, archers was... running around. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, guys, don't text and use your bows at the same time. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah.
3: And that other gentleman laughing in the background is Lewis Olan.
4: Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. It, it, it's not morning anymore. Good afternoon.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It is it is now afternoon.
3: Got a little bit of a late start today due to technical difficulties <laughs> with driving
2: and computers. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, a truck on on my way home happened to overturn. I found out and caused the entire freeway that I drive on to get shut down completely. So, I was sitting in uh, non-stop uh, or non-go traffic, I should say, uh, for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Just, I had my car turned off. People were like walking around. It looked like a zombie apocalypse. It was awful. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so,
4: I was stuck in the biggest parking lot on this place. Pretty much, pretty
3: much. Well, that that stinks. My computer side, it wanted to update, do updates as soon as I went live. And yeah, oh well. For that, mm. people were like, uh, I thought there was supposed to be a show today. What's yeah. going on? Hello. But well, here we are, we're here, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we have a show, and we're going to do we it. Definitely have a show. Trust me, Alrighty, yeah. and since we are here to, well, <laughs> before we do anything, I have a little announcement to make. The Quest staff has decided we have decided to give a green light on a new podcast to replace the Quest Gaming podcast, and it is officially going to be a Star Wars: The Old Republic podcast coming soon. Uh, we're not 100% set on the names. We're
2: not going to announce it yet, but look for it soon. That's right. Yeah, we're super excited about this project. We we play the game. We're into the game. We love the game. We wanted to add another show to the network, and it, it kind of came to um, the, the other show that we did, the Quest Gaming Podcast. Uh, we realize that for what it was producing for us and the time that we were putting into it just it wasn't working out so we wanted to add another show to the network anyway so we figured let's let this one you know go by the wayside and we will start naturally you know doing a podcast about something we're interested in which is star wars the old republic so
3: yep Looking and that's what we have it. in the works it's we should have it out within a couple of weeks that's the goal but uh, making a new show is nothing easy. So if we run into any kind of hiccups, it could take longer. But we'll, let you get, we'll keep you guys posted on uh, when it's going to be released. Ivar, well, do you have something you want to say before we get into the good stuff?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to let the listeners know if they're interested in uh, sponsoring an episode or uh, receiving a specialized mention at the top of our show, uh, head over to our website www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com and check out our PayPal donation sidebar. Uh, every dollar amount donated goes back into our show, allows us to further increase the quality of the show. Goes into certain things like you know equipment, software. We had a huge software upgrade not not you know more than a month ago, and uh, a lot of the the money that we spent came off of you know donations from our previous show um it helps us as a network it helps us as uh, you know as podcasters bring you you know the kind of quality that you've come to expect so head to our uh, website www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com uh, just fill out the uh, the little sidebar there on the uh, the PayPal donation box and uh, we'll uh, say whatever you want mention whatever you want within reason right
3: within reason <laughs> 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 all right well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Mr. Blue, how was your play this week?
4: My play this week has been rather limited due to the holiday. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and a great New Year. Uh spent with friends and family, so that kind of limited my time. But did manage to go to my... my uh. So isn't it
3: like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't it like 4th Era
4: 202 now? Uh, I believe so. I think yeah. Mr. Slobo pointed that out earlier on in the uh, chat room. New Year for Skyrim.
2: Yeah. Well, she yeah. had the question on, on Twitter, and uh, I, I went out and looked it up and uh, found out that currently the game is in Fourth Era 201, so therefore it must be Fourth Era 202.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was wow. tough. <laughs> the, the, the math is strong with you. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I count the pebbles on the ground better than everyone in Nord School. <laughs> what the pebbles? You do the rocks? What are these? rocks yeah so yeah yeah a little interesting side bit there thanks for for bringing that up Lou. Lou. Yeah. all right
4: anyway you were saying Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah with the holidays going on with the friends and the family uh, i've only been able to play just a little bit but now the holidays are over everything's back to normal I plan to go back in full force and actually start working more on my little mage get that character up some
1: your little and,
4: mage uh, yes my little mage Maybe a little short. A little short Nord, <laughs> Kind of like a little German. We're just sitting right over there. Trying to but, be uh, a, a,
3: a, a... What do they call those? Dwarvenes or dwarves? Whatever they call them. Was that no, like a no. mini dwarf? <laughs> yeah. Dwarvene. <laughs> Dwarvene. Dwarven. <laughs> it's like a pony, only for a dwarf. <laughs> my English
4: is going strong. Yeah. yeah Oh Okay. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, yeah. I, I'm going to start working on my mage character uh, some more. Because I do like that... Uh, the cast play style. I'm really liking it, so gonna work on that in the next few days, and I'll keep everyone posted how that goes. Yeah,
3: yeah. I tried doing a caster on my first character. I did it for about I don't know 20 levels. Uh, I'd say more like 15, and I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if I just had the right spells, and I later found out I didn't because I didn't have the frost bolt or Firebolt. So I was just using the flame spell or the or the frost that kind of has like a constant stream, and I just right. was not doing the damage
4: to stay alive at all yeah with my mage character i actually lucked out to where uh i think as a random drop one of the first spells i received was the firebolt so that did help out a lot
3: yeah so, those things freaking hurt especially when i get
4: attacked t- by them oh yeah i hate casters in this game when i'm playing my <laughs> melee character it's like damn you wait till i get to you you 50 foot away person you <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, come here i ended up getting stuck on a caster i think last night and, um, you know, I couldn't, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty tough. I have to admit they are very, very hard in this game. Trying to close that distance and knock them down. Oh, they have that advanced
3: sticky glue. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You get stuck on them pretty easy. All right. That was I, my bad joke of the day.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so if how was your, uh, gaming week
2: so far? Uh, not, not bad. Um, I did have I did have one kind of hiccup that that came across twice actually. Um, I did I did my my second live stream again for I don't, I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I did I did the, my second week of live stream is basically what I'm trying to say, and uh, that that went off great. We had um had a great time doing it, but when I started the game, I realized that my save file where I left off last week was gone. And
4: oh, ouch!
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of bummed me out a little bit because I, you know, I got as, you know, I spent four hours with the tune last week and now there it was, gone. That's why you do multiple saves. Yeah. Well, I had multiple saves on there, but I, in order to like keep things, you know, workable and organized for me on my save screen, Mm -hmm. I have my main Nord, which is like level, I think, 26 right now. And then I have. The live stream character that i that i like to do which is you know a, a brand new mage type so i figured let me just you know play the game normal and then when i'm done i'll go back and delete all the auto saves and then keep the the recent manual save because when i close out the game i manually save it where i'm wherever i'm at and then go back and then delete all the auto saves well i did that and when i closed out the game you know that that manual save was there but for some reason when i got back in on my live stream it was gone so i I don't know what i did that is interesting did you look it up in the forums anywhere to see if that's something that's occurring or no i didn't because i figured it you know it must have been something with me because sure enough you know when i closed out the the live stream and then um for for that second time and then i went back to my nord a day or so ago I found that I had done the same thing with that, so I almost rolled back my save a little too much on my Nord. Mm. So I had to start off in a place that was a bit further back than where I originally left off. Well, you did pretty good, that playthrough, the new one at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't get... uh, I I knew to walk (sighs) away from the Master Vampire this time. (laughs) No.
3: No one in the chat room could, could, was able to believe that Ivarwin was going back in the same vampire cave as last week to repeat himself <laughs> again. Again. And they're like, what are you thinking? He actually sat there in, in front of the, the master vampire. Should I do it? Should I try it? <laughs> we do it? Ivarwin. Oh, <laughs> Why well, I'm really
2: hard-headed. I guess.
3: <laughs> and there was like little things that he was making mistakes on or doing things different and – I had to ask myself, okay, Varwin, you write the show, you talk on the show, Mm -hmm. but do you ever listen to the show?
4: (laughs) It's like, don't go there. It's bad. Bad there. Bad. Go in the other. Bad. Bad vampire. I I,
1: I...
2: (laughs) I, I wanted to head in the other direction because when I start a new character, I'm either going west or I'm going north. So I wanted to go south. So I went south, and I found myself walking up the same mountain. And when I was up the same mountain, I figured, let me explore the area a bit more completely because I spent a lot of time in that, that vampire den. And I found the vampire den again. So when I saw it, I said, let me go back in here and, and just make sure I get all the stuff that was in there that I found. And then I did that, and then I found the vampire, the master vampire <laughs> And then I was thinking, well, maybe I was doing something tactically wrong, and and maybe I should just give it another shot. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm
3: level 2, and he's level 26, but yeah, I might be able to do it.
4: Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah one lucky
2: swing, I'll take him out. Hmm. Right. So, I mean, that obviously didn't work out. So I, get, I tried it once, gave it the old good old boy hurrah. And no, it didn't work out. So I it was got that like, oh, oh. like a pancake. Yep. Yeah. And then I got <laughs> laughed at when I threw myself off a cliff after I left the place. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I can't take it anymore.
2: <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the cliff and everyone's like, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. I'm like, no, I can do this. Fell. Died. <laughs>
3: oh. yeah. I think we oh. sat there and watched him fall for like a good 10 minutes. It was
2: retarded. so stupid i felt like such an idiot (laughs) so that was the live stream and then you know again i started up my nord which finally got to Alduin's roll a wall Alduin's wall Jeez, (laughs) oh tongue twister which um looks beautiful by the way joe i know you've i know you saw it but isn't it like he, when I saw The Wall, and I'm going to call it The Wall because every time I say Alduin's role at Wall, I screw up. <laughs> <laughs> Most, from now on, it's The Wall. <laughs> it's The Wall. The Wall. Uh, every time I see The Wall, it, it looks like, it's kind of hard to describe, but it looks like they actually took the the, uh, uh, the cinematic and like put a frame of the cinematic in the game. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? But, I mean, it, it looks that good. It's just really clear... It's uh, the resolution on the wall. It looks a lot better than pretty much anything else in the game. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if like that's that's appropriate enough to to really describe how detailed this thing is. But it's 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 really amazing.
3: It is. I, I sat there and just looked at it for a good ten minutes before I moved on. Yeah. yeah before it's... the dragon
4: came along and squashed me.
3: <laughs> if a dragon was able to fit in that little tiny door and get in that cave, he deserved to squish me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> baby dragon, baby dragon. So that was it. That was that was it for me for the week. What about you, Joe?
3: <laughs> yeah, remember that little orc issue I had last week where I was trying to get that daedric weapon and a giant was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I decided to, to go off and and do empire quest for a while, just to you know see that side of everything. And I'm not gonna say too much about it because there was a lot I could. And I would spoil a lot of things, so I'm not going to. But I gotta say that Ulfric is a milk drinker. And I really hope I get to kill him at some point. Wow.
4: I'm looking forward to it.
3: The other side of the coin, he's a douche. Is he? Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh oh, do
4: tell. Not spoilers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't really. I had to go deliver. I had to go give, give him a message from an enemy, Jarl. And uh-huh. what he was saying to me up close, like in my face, was like, oh, I just want to take this dagger and just shove it right through your gullet right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't because it would ruin the story for me. So, I, I basically told him in-game, I can't wait to see you face-to-face in the field. He told, Ulfric Stormcloak told you that? I told him that, and he said, it will be sooner than you think. Oh.
4: That double-dealing bastard.
3: And that look he gave me is like, yeah, they animated that good. I'm actually
2: pissed off at him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, so it's on between Widget and Ulfric. It's on. <laughs> it's yeah. the Skyrim octagon. Two many into only one. See how leave.
3: easily I've been able to kill Stormcloak
2: soldiers lately? Like one hit. I've got the Skyrim uh, theme playing in the back of my head right now watching, you know, you and and uh, Ulfric on, on some kind of, you know, obscure hill walking up and <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Pulling out my orc sword. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: <laughs>
3: but um, after I got done doing that for like, I don't know maybe 2 hours, I went back to the orc encampment thinking, "Okay, maybe this giant's gone, maybe he respawn, I can do his quest." No, guess who's back? The giant. The giant mm. and it turns out he's actually part of the story that's why he's there
4: oh. Oh, okay so
3: he's unavoidable and the thing is is that you have to do it at night that's when the gates open mm. oh i was trying it before during the day so the gates were closed and locked
2: right you didn't leave a sticky right. note on the gate like the ups man yeah you would think right this <laughs> is right
3: back at night Perfect. or some kind on the wall come back at night
2: you loser <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that giants are nocturnal though it's interesting <laughs> yeah really
3: so i got past that and i i just was so mad i walked up to a giant just took him on face to face yeah did he kick you into orbit no i beat him oh wow so you kicked okay. him into orbit so took him out chopped off his knees come down to my level
2: <laughs> oh, a the
4: sword to the knee oh
3: poor oh. Giant. um yeah, and so I went in there, and I started the quest with the person you talked to, the mage in there, and she's all. She told me, okay, I need to do, I need to summon this Daedra, to you know get rid of this curse on my tribe, which is how you get the weapon apparently. And she said I need a Daedra heart, and I need troll fat. And for life of me, I could not remember where to get a Daedra heart. I still can't. So what I did anyway is I went to every city, and I went into the alchemy or the potions store, and to see if they had it for sale. None of them had it, not a single person. They had they had troll fat on the shelf, but they weren't selling it. So I got PO'd. I went to every single one of them at night, picked a lock open, robbed them completely blind. Every single one of them. I don't care if it was a ball, I took it.
4: <laughs> Wooden spoon, I took it.
3: Wow. Every <laughs> ingredient, every potion, every piece of furniture I could grab, all gone. Just and it, open one of the the, the, alch- the alchemy or the potion masters, whatever that was in the store, was actually still up at night, and I was literally going behind her, grabbing things off the shelf as she was walking down the store. <laughs>
2: I'll take one of these, two of those, <laughs> of six or seven
3: of these. I'll take this. Oh, look at that. Oh, hey. And still not a single deja heart. So I got someone write into me and tell me where I get a good deja heart quickly, because I can't freaking remember. Anyway, so yeah, it was hilarious. When she finally turned around and saw me, she's like, You need to get out of my store now. Get out of my store now. Get out of my store now. <laughs> okay, sure, no problem. See ya. Um, never mind, you have nothing left in this house. And i seem magically be there, you would think. So I'll just walk right out. Sure enough, got away with
4: it. You need to leave. <laughs> okay. You need to leave now. You need to leave. If you insist. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Thanks for all the free stuff. I'm out. <laughs>
3: So all the potion makers and all of Skyrim got raw blind all at one night. So there. That's what they get for not having a Daedra heart. (laughs) You fiend, you. (laughs) Mind you, I got like six troll fat, but that's useless without the Daedra heart. And then I worked on some trade skills. I... It takes forever. I finally got to 70 in blacksmithing. and realized I needed to have 80 to get to um, the ebony armor, which I really want because it looks sexy. Mm. And... Yeah, it was taking forever. I have literally, get this guys, I have 680 lockpicks in my inventory right now. Whoa, 680? From making (laughs) lockpicks to try to level up. Wow. 680. And they don't weigh a
2: single pound.
1: Yeah, That's I was
2: amazing. you got to love that <laughs> I, that I was noticing that about um about uh, arrows. Actually, I was picking up, you know, every time I, I you know, kill a, a ranged guy, I always pick up their arrows. So I've got, you know, a wide assortment of of arrows in my inventory. I, I've got a ton of them and not one of them weighs a single pound. It's it's awesome.
3: You know, what I would yeah. do if I was a if I was a decent cartoonist, I would have this giant Nord with a gigantic
2: huge
3: bag on his back full of arrows just lumbering around
4: <laughs> <laughs> see what i
2: found a big bag of arrows here
4: <laughs> find me a dragon somebody i'll feather <laughs> <laughs>
2: <I'll> them <feather him.
3: laughs> come here we do have tips and actually the first tip came from a listener today and i thought that we would mention it because we brought up An email last week where someone said you could have a companion or a follower with you that you can sell and train from. Well, Drew wrote in and he said that the NPC followers that will train you and sell with you are from completing the companion's quest chain. After you do that, there's I believe four or five of them there that you can use as followers that will train you as well as sell to you. I know that in the Dark Brotherhood, you can get a follower at the end, an assassin, but she doesn't train you. Um, and it is rumored that at the, end, at the end of that impossibly long Thieves Guild chain, um, you can do something similar to the Companions, where you can get followers that will train you and sell. So, there you go, guys. That's where you find them,
2: apparently. Yeah, that as soon was as I something... finish the
3: Thieves Guild, I'll let you guys know.
2: Okay. That yeah, it was something I was totally unaware of myself, actually. So. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because I haven't finished the Dark Brotherhood yet, or the Thieves Guild on uh, my main yet, so that's that's pretty handy. I'm gonna like that. Looking forward to that yeah. now.
3: We had a couple other people write in about that, but Drew was the first one, and he had, so he gets credit for it. You, you got dibs. Drew. You got dibs. <laughs> first, um, one of the, I actually have three tips because the one tip I forgot to write down in the show notes, I just remembered like right as we were getting ready to start the show, is to do two trade skills. Trust me on this. You want to do two of them, and the most powerful trade skill um, combination I have seen and heard is blacksmithing and enchanting, because you can do make exquisite armor, or not exquisite. There's one higher. There's a couple levels higher than exquisite. I forgot what they are, hmm. um, which gives you a whole huge bonus, as well as ex- the top of the line weapons, and you get another huge bonus on them. So they're more powerful than any weapon you can find. And if you get max level enchanting, you can put two enchants on any piece of weapon and armor. Huh. Nice. So you want to talk about being OP? Yeah. Those
2: two right there will make you OP. You know what? What kills me is is that I've I've had like so little game time to fit in for Skyrim the last like two weeks, that I've been watching my skills. Kind of being left at the wayside, and I definitely I do blacksmithing and enchanting, and uh it's it's been very it's been kind of like frustrating for me to try and like divide my time in like the most economical way possible. So you know, like I'm, you know, I I feel horrible that I, I don't have like any you know information about about blacksmithing and enchanting, and I, I do those professions, but at the same time, like I just want to take a day. And just sit down and just go through Skyrim and just get those things, those professions up, because I can't wait to have that kind of ability.
3: Yeah, I know that potion making when you max it out too, you can make some insanely sick potions. Like where you can get, you can basically get unlimited stamina and unlimited mana from it. Really? If you do the potion making the right way, yeah, you can literally sprint without ever stopping because it regens faster than you can use it. Huh. And you can get boosts for your archery, your weaponry, like insane with maxed out alchemy. So doing two different trade skills and actually using them. I made that mistake on my first character. I did no trade skills at all. And it gimped my character. It really did. I was pretty upset. That's why I made the new guy. And I've been doing blacksmithing. And now I'm doing enchanting as well. And when you want to level enchanting, a little tip from um, Mike Forney, make silver rings, make gold rings. You can get them pretty cheap. And if you get the mod for um, smelting, mm-hmm. you can actually take 100 gold and smelt it into a gold brick. Yes, which you can use to turn it into gold rings, which you can take to the enchanting table and just use the low-end um, soul shards or whatever they call them,
1: mm-hmm.
3: soul gems, soul gems. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah you soul go, gem. right? my brain yeah. is like off the wall today. Um, <laughs> my brain is <laughs> off the record. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And you can use those and just enchant. Yes, I did. I made
2: probably a good 30 gold rings and enchanted them until I ran out of the soul gems. Yeah, I found um, a, uh, an awesome little enchant. I found a, a weapon the other the, – uh, I think it was last night or the other night and had this enchant on it that allowed me to breathe underwater. So I disenchanted the weapon and I put it on a ring. So I'm really excited to use that.
4: not <laughs> <laughs> started out yet. <laughs> How
2: yeah. it works? <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm dying to try it out, but I haven't, you know, been able to. What film I love about
3: blacksmithing mixing w- mixing with enchanting is the fact that there's a perk in blacksmithing that allows you to improve magic weapons. So that is that in tandem with enchanting, in enchanting you can disenchant at, at a higher level. You can actually take those like the Dark Brotherhood gear and the the whole daedric weapons even and disenchant them and use those enchants. I don't know. I can't confirm the the daedric yet. I heard rumors about that, but I don't know. But I know for for a fact, like, Dark Brotherhood gear, the Thieves' Guild gear, the later on ones actually have stats. Yeah. You can disenchant and put it on your heavy armor. Wow.
4: Whoa, nice. Yeah. I do, wow. So, so you can imagine having
3: that, out. having your heavy armor on, you have two enchants on each. Like, you have major frost resistance on your depressed plate plus major sneak or whatever like that. Something along those mixtures. You can... Right. It can be insane. And I can't wait to get to that point and just <laughs> look at a dragon. And they fall over dead to the sight of me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Here, take my scales. Take my bones. Just leave just me alone. Just take it. I don't want it. Here's a soul. Here, take
2: it. Here's my soul. <laughs> I don't need that. Let me unload that. <laughs>
3: uh, the last tip I have for you guys is dragon dragonness. I'm going to be doing this again on this character. I did it on my first character, and this is why I had like almost 20-something-plus shouts, and many of them at third level was doing dragon nests they're all over skyrim mostly in the cliffs and mountains Mm -hmm. if you're just going around the cliff and mountain ranges going up off the road you can usually find them every dragon nest has a dragon duh and most importantly each one of them has a shout to learn yes every single dragon nest um and to mention they have dragon loot a nice big fat chest you can loot so they're extremely well worth it to take the time to go around Skyrim and hunting them down. You get a yeah. lot of shouts, a lot of souls to pay for. It. So you get a sh- uh, you get a soul right there to pay for the shout you just learned. It works. Everyone wins. Wrong.
2: So been, uh yeah, I've been having like a hard time trying to find some of these because I, I feel like I encounter I feel like I encounter more dragons than I do actually find their their nests. The words?
4: Yeah, 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 I had that same issue too. It's like I, I find dragons but you know, no words anywhere, and I feel like I'm doing something wrong. It's like, what, what am I missing? I'm missing a clue somewhere.
3: There is a, a map out there that someone has that shows where every dragon nest is online. Hmm. I'm not gonna give an exact link because that's kind of cheating, but yet yeah. not really.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so re- I'd, it. Re- I'd, he- I would highly recommend just going out on your own and looking for them. That way you can get all the uh, caves and everything else along the way mapped for you. You they can go back to later on. Hmm. Gives you a reason to go out and explore. Because, like for me, on my recent playthrough, I've been fast traveling everywhere, and I gotta stop doing that and just like this week, my goal is to go around after dragons after I get my daedric weapon, of course,
2: and get a daedra heart. Okay, and then kill
3: Ulfric Stormcloak. Oh yeah, yeah, and one-on-one duel with him. <laughs> and, and, and rob some more uh,
4: stores as well. Only or if I have take a damn off. heart. Teach you a lesson. If they don't again. have what I want. They're gonna get robbed blind. Plain and simple. <laughs> People, next time, stock your stores properly.
2: <laughs> that's right. Otherwise, I'm taking everything else you own. <laughs>
3: yeah, people are, are our listeners are like, oh, man, Joe is just so dang heartless.
4: <laughs> this is an angry consumer.
2: Hey, that's consumers. my
3: character. My character is heartless, okay?
2: Well, not, not to put a feather in people's caps that think that way, but, I mean, you did chop off, you know, the headmaster of a school's head right in front of the children.
3: And they were happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz. The wicked witch is dead. <laughs> and the munchkins are free. Come on. They didn't care that her head was on the pillow and she had bloody stump was sitting in the middle of the floor. They didn't care. They danced around her
4: anyway. <laughs> wow, the perfect Lord of the Flies moment there, huh? I was just gonna say, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: okay then. Anything else, guys, before we move on to the next segment? The next segment. No, no, I'm I, I think everyone's heard heard enough of me more, more bloody headstops <laughs> <laughs> on the
1: pillow
2: uh alright confirmation by imperial state dragon spotted in riverwood jarl of windhelm appoints a new thane. this is tamriel times your source for news in skyrim
3: And welcome to the Tam Real Times. More news and community events. And news. It did I depends. say news? I did say news, right? Yes, I said news. Yes, okay. you did. Skyrim, game of the year by PC Gamer. Nice. That's a big
2: one right there. Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah. it is. Feel Considering like
2: that... Came... Yeah? No, I feel like they came to the party a little late on this one,
1: though. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little yeah, bit.
2: Weird. It doesn't usually, I think, piece of game have, I think have
4: like, at least two issues for December. Like the regular issue and then one like the Game of the Year mm-hmm. wrap-up, or a game uh, uh, review wrap-up for the year. And so they usually have their, uh, their nominations for what they pick as Games of the Year, or honorable mentions, and so forth. Hey,
3: at least they got it. I mean... They also made Wired's Game of the Year, and a French gaming site that
2: I'm not going to pronounce. I think it's uh, Joe. Joe Video. J-E-U-X. Joe? Uh, named Skyrim best RPG of all time. All time. All times.
3: Nice. See, I, I'm a I'm your typical American. I'll, I read that like Jox video named <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jokes.
2: <laughs> Jokes Jx video,
4: and her name is Sony.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that one. That, I mean. I, I mean, uh, you know, right now I, I kind of agree with it, but you know, it's because I'm a I'm a Skyrim nut at the moment.
4: Uh, right, but then again, if, to make that claim,
2: there are a lot of RPGs out there previously. That, yeah, you know, that that's you know, a hefty freaking claim. I mean that that take. I mean, I, I I have to like go on. I have to go on the record, guys. <laughs> I know we're I know we're off the record. I got to go on the record. Okay, just this once, go on the record. Just this one. We're on the record. Um. I gotta have to say, like, I would give that to Dungeons & Dragons.
3: Oh, no, if you're talking about, like, video game RPG, then that doesn't really qualify, but if you're not, I don't know. Yeah, Dungeons & Dragons is, like, the root of any RPG you have today, but seriously, if I was going to go on the video game side, it's actually a tie between, for me, it'd be tied tie between Skyrim, um, Chrono Trigger, and Final Fantasy VII. Mm. For
4: me, it, well, see, there's a lot that, uh, I put up there i'd match it i would, would probably match up against uh of course you know baldur's gate you know baldur's gate one
1: mm-hmm.
4: um another and, bear title yep never went your nights one mm. okay yeah um wasn't a fan never winner yeah uh but you know it, it's just to make that yeah like everyone's saying to make that claim you have to match up against some really really you know good company that's out there and
3: hitters yeah
4: yeah, there are a lot of heavy hitters out there that have made themselves established you know. But yeah, I gotta I mean, admit, Skyrim, I was, Skyrim
3: is definitely in my top favorite of all time, and I didn't think I'd see that in a long time because the last time I had a really uh, an RPG that blew me away was back in Final Fantasy VII, and that was when I was still in high school. That was years ago. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's, yeah. we're we're rolling up almost on twenty years on that one. That's what like fifteen years ago, about. I don't remember that. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. It was. It came out in ninety seven
3: uh it came out
2: yeah that was the year i graduated actually yeah it was like either 97 or 98
3: it came out earlier in ninety seven.
2: yeah so, so yeah, i was we're...
3: still in high school 98 i wasn't so <laughs> <laughs> i was in college oh there you go yeah i dated myself but that's okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
3: that's next right. headline bethesda pack 69.99 on steam
4: oh yeah what I do we get? get you that. get oblivion Morrowind, and fallout 3 but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see three amazing game of the year games, and uh, it could be a welcome break if you need a, <laughs> a break from dragon Sling. Who needs a break from dragon Sling? Come on, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still
3: trying to get a dragon to whimper and yipe as he runs away from me. That would just make the game for me. <laughs> He's being an expansion pack. He's so powerful. A dragon lands goes. <laughs>
2: I like the animation when they crash into the ground and slide up right past you. Yeah, yeah, I had one like, slide stop. and
3: stop <laughs>
2: right in front of me. Yeah, I was really uh, excited when I saw this. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money, sixty nine ninety nine, but I mean, look at the games you're getting. I mean, that's you know, Oblivion, Morrowind, and Fallout three. I mean, you could probably easily dump sixty five hours into each one of those games with it easily.
3: Right. I have a, <laughs> a guilty confession. For you guys oh. and the listeners, I have never played Fallout. I have never
2: played Morrowind. Oh. it's Crickets.
3: What? <laughs> so
2: sorry. Oh. <laughs> Man, just dropped. Kind of in that category myself. I, I never played Morrowind. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I played probably about five minutes of it. And then, um, I don't know what it was. I did play was. Oblivion. Yeah, that was cool. I liked Oblivion.
3: But uh, I didn't like it near as much as Skyrim. Oh. So that's a pretty cool deal on Steam, guys. Steam's always great for deals. Can't go wrong with them.
4: No. Right. They really package it pretty well. Steam is dangerous because of all those deals. Like, oh, It's yeah, like going to games. No keep downloading, buy, download, buy, download. Oh, my God. I just bought 15 games.
3: <laughs> I think I have, like, eight games on Steam that I have never even installed yet. Oh, I don't wow. have the hard drive <laughs> space for them. Oh, Lord. That's okay,
4: though.
2: Yeah. I Lou, do buy you remember... You a, um, um, do you remember Marwind at all, Lou? Uh,
4: a little. Um, wow, it was a while ago playing that, but uh, I had issues running that game as well. Um, back then on the rig I had built myself, um, looking at the specs, you know, I more than exceeded the specs, and yet I still had issues, obviously, because you know, every game has bugs and such, but for a lot of them, it just turned me off to the game. I, I played for a few hours and then never went back to it again uh, for the first uh, couple months.
1: Hmm.
4: And then out of the blue, I just started playing it again, like maybe uh, a few months later, and uh, I had fun with it. You know, for whatever reason, I think Bethesda may have gotten off their their tushies and actually, you know, released patches they should (laughs) have in the first place. Yeah, to make the game playable for me, uh, so to speak.
2: All right, now did they? Are you like forced to play a dark elf in Morrowind, or can you actually choose other other races?
4: I think Morrowind, you were. No, you could you could I think you chose you could choose what
2: uh, you you could choose which race you wanted to be. Yeah. All right, because I know like the the um, the storyline kind of infers that you're a dark elf, but um, I didn't know if you were able to to go into other characters. I mean, I like like I said, I played the game for like five minutes, and you know that was six years ago. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. So if my memory is kind of bad, so.
4: Any of our listeners out there, if you can make the corrections, please by all means you know, let yeah. us know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Right
4: now, I'm going off the top of my head, trying to remember.
2: Joe, what did you think of Oblivion?
3: I liked it. Um, it got a little janky for me in certain parts. One thing I did like, I believe it was in Oblivion, was the spell crafting, where you can I... make your own spells.
2: Yeah, I, n- I never got into into spell crafting in the game. I didn't even know you could do that in the game, to be honest. I believe that was in Oblivion.
4: It
3: yes. was one of the Bethesda games I played. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it, you could do I know. it was Oblivion where if you found
4: uh, components such, you could actually start experimenting and come yeah. up with something if you were successful. That I would
3: love to see in Skyrim.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that. That would be that, sick. You know, if they did that for Oblivion, they might be considering that for DLC this time around. Because that would fit into the category they brought up about, about playing the game differently. Not necessarily True. making it bigger. So. Hey,
3: no, no, no. That means they're making pirates.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. Pirates peg like pirates. Like, like at the
3: beginning of the show, man. Gotta have those pirates. Gotta have those pirates. Um, <laughs> I like this article. Uh, Varwin, why don't you take it away?
2: Sure. Uh, Gaming in Entertainment website came out with an article called Timing Skyrim's DLC Release Date. Uh, the reason why I put this into the show notes was because I thought it kind of goes along with you know the discussion the ongoing discussion we're having about DLC and it states a couple of things um number 1 it's it says that Bethesda has said DLC won't be anytime soon um yet it will contain a lot of meat in quotes so i mean what do they mean by anytime soon it could be a couple of months it could be it could be for anywhere from 6 months to a year I mean, I wouldn't think it'd be a full year out, but, I mean, we may be waiting about six months for this, at least.
3: Dang it. I was really hoping that their first rumor about coming out in the beginning of this year was true. They, they cannot wait too long on this. They really can't. Cause this is not an MMO. Wow. The chat room went
2: ballistic just now. <laughs> <laughs> it just blew up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be that long, but I don't know. There was also something about an, an invisible wall. Um, they mentioned, all right, they're mentioned. They're they're kind of like wondering what is going to be in the DLC, like everyone else. And they were they brought up a suggestion about possibly um, a trip back to Morrowind being in the DLC. And the reason why they think this is because there's an invisible wall um, blocking a road that continues through an archway heading toward Morrowind in the the east of Skyrim. So like the eastern part of Skyrim, there is a road that, that continues further eastward into the area of Morrowind. And as you're going up this road, you start to see an archway. You can't actually cross up to that. You can't actually get up to that archway, nor can you cross through it because there's an invisible wall there. You just I've can't. actually found four of these roads. Really? One There's one in the south. I
3: saw the okay. one in the east. I saw one in the north. And someone one kind of in the southwest.
2: Okay. There are roads that, that go up to that.
3: nowhere, and in one of them, I believe it went up to Morrowind, I'm not sure, but there was a dark elf there guarding it. I killed really? him,
4: but, you know. <laughs> hey, why are you here, <laughs> Slash? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll never find out now. <laughs> he started it. <laughs> Finally, I was going to go up there you. and say, hey, buddy, how's it going?
3: And he pulled out a sword, so, I mean, what's that supposed to mean?
4: Oh,
2: he attacked you? <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh. <laughs> All right. We're just going to so
2: so, I mean, they, they definitely have, you know, their their reasons. But apparently, Joe, I mean, there's other reasons to believe that, you know, DLC might contain some of the other surrounding areas as well.
3: Yeah, there's very much reason to, be, to believe that. And I like the last line you put in
2: for this article. That gets me excited. The last line? Oh, yeah, about about Todd Howard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not going to be any multiplayer in Skyrim. You confirm that.
3: Oh, I misread that. I thought it said right, there I was... will be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oops! <laughs> now I'm disappointed. I was just going to say, like, I don't think you're reading this right. Oh, I was happy. I'm not yeah, reading I'm just that bad. right. I'm dyslexic <laughs> today. No, it's it's okay. Um, went I wasn't
4: happy. Too angry.
2: Yeah, if oh, you seen that. <laughs> you missed that. More
4: poor store owners right. gonna get robbed again
2: today. Come on, what about the arenas? Something. Nah, no, nothing. No, and, and you know we came up with a lot of cool ideas too, uh, too for for multiplayer. The whole the whole Coliseum bit. I thought that was a good idea we came up with. You know, where you could uh attack players or you can, you know, challenge players to the Coliseum and, and you know travel there and, and go head to head in the Coliseum, but I don't know, they're they're not they're not doing any of the multiplayer. They it's been confirmed. That's a bummer. That really is. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll have to uh wait on the, the community to to put out a You know, a mod. Hopefully that that other... I I was looking to see if that mod was coming along well, and there there really hasn't been too many updates on it yet. So I guess we'll find out later when they finally finish it how that works. On the Morrowind thing, the article also says that um, there was a a Great War that lore fans of of, uh, the Elder Scrolls would know about the Great War in Morrowind. And they said that, you know, a trip back there... Um but pretty much leave what a, a desolate wasteland. Yeah. Now I think that would still make it a great a great DLC. Because even though yeah, it, definitely. Yeah, I mean you see where you could go with that? Like you doesn't have to be desolate. Right. It could be like Fallout Three where it's a wasteland. Exactly. Yeah, I mean you can
3: create some pretty interesting little uh monsters <laughs> from <laughs> that little wasteland experience.
1: Yeah.
3: You I could just see stop. a two headed dragons, you know. Um
2: from some kind of toxic sludge that seep through the earth at some point. <laughs> I don't know. You can do quite <laughs> a
3: bit from it, really. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, you could have uh, factions warring over, you know, that desolate area in Morrowind. Well, let's be honest, guys. The sky is really the limit with this.
3: That's when true. it comes to DLC, yeah, there DLC. is – it's their IP. There's no limit to what they really can and cannot create. So I, I really look forward to it and seeing flintlocks <clears> – <throat> In the the game, um, r cannons. Ah, those cannons, they be strong. Can you imagine pulling up a a, like wheeling a dragon up to a a a cannon up to a dragon?
4: Here, (laughs) boys. Come on, get the (laughs) iron stick. Get the iron stick. Get the ball. (laughs) Here, catch. That's the ball. (laughs) Wait for the flash. Wait for the flash.
3: All right, guys, I think we're going to stop here and move on to our break, and we'll be right back with the crafting table. back in the crafting table we talk about mods and other game enhancements welcome to the crafting table and my thumb gets sore every single episode um
2: quality world map with roads Yvarwin take it away yeah um I was uh, totally into this this uh, this mod when I saw it. It was a no-brainer for me. I was like, oh, I got to feature this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> when I open up the map, here's what kills me, all right? I want to go from point A to point B, okay? I see point A, and I see point B, and I get a generalized direction, and then when I look up on my compass on top of the world, when I look up at my compass on my game screen, I can see it's there, and I know generally where I have to go. What I hate is I'm trying to get to point B, and it's, like, on the top of a mountain, and I can't figure out if it's on my side or the other side. And then when I do finally get close enough to figure that out, I can't plan a route to go around it. And I always end up, like, getting involved in, in fights I don't want to get involved in. And I found that more often than not, it's putting me into content I don't want to experience. It's Not as it yet. No, like, it currently is putting, it's making me do content that I don't want to do because I'm, I'm trying to find a way to, to get to my destination and I just can't. So I have to like go in all of these different directions and I'm getting attacked by bears and by bandits. And then, you know, I, something happens and I die and it's annoying and then like a dragon gets me. And like, it's just there's just stuff going on that I don't want to experience right now. Like right now, I want to get to point B. That's all I want to do. If I want to explore, I'll explore. But if I want to get to point B, I want to get there. I feel like the map is inadequate. And when I saw this mod, on Skyrim Nexus I went nuts because what it does do is it gives you for, for its main function is to um, give you roads that are on the map physical roads and it's called quality world map with roads and it's a brand new world map that details all the roads in Skyrim all right and it gives you two types uh, a map with all the roads on it so if you really want to get detailed with your traveling you can or it gives you a map with just the main roads, so you don't have to get too crazy with it. All right, the um, the map with with just the main roads, you know, sounds like it'd be kind of like, you know, guys that are you know more similar to my play style. I wanna I wanna get there, you know, quickly and efficiently. I don't mind getting sidetracked, but if I if I want to get there right now, it'll enable that. You right. know. The other one's gonna, it seems like it's, you know, a little too much. Cause like every, literally every footpath in the game is, is on this thing. It, and I, I looked at the screenshots, it's the map, the game map, with just white lines drawn exactly where the, where it is. It looks like, you know, the developers did it. It's, you know, uh, looks great. The feel is great. Um, the detail is, is phenomenal. The zoom works on the game still. All the main functions of the map still work. It's just your map with those roads, and you have two choices of which to use it. So
3: that's nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's called Quality World Map with Roots. I tried
3: using the uh, 3D map mod, and I didn't like it. Really, what did you find? What was the uh, main problem giving you, Joe? I just
2: didn't like the look of it. It was kind of hard to navigate. About that, I've definitely heard that about that map, that um, it's tough to navigate. It looks pretty, but it's not very usable. So, What makes it what makes it unusable? Like what's, what's the problem? With
3: just, uh, when you're looking at a map, you don't want all the 3D environments all around you trying to go through them, trying to find out where your hell you're going. You just want... I want to see, like you just said with, with this one, the quality world map. I want to see where the roads are. That's all I want. Right. I want to see where my destination is. I want to see how I'm going to get there. And I'll just do the rest myself. Yeah.
4: Yeah, well, one of the things that surprised me with the game itself when the, you first open up the map was the fact that even though you've been to other areas you still i would have thought like with playing other games like the moment you mapped an area you went to an area expansion area you would always see that area again in that detail on your map you know the game provided it to you mm-hmm. as opposed to here it's like all you see are the main towns or the main uh, quest or mission points you've seen on the map before but nowhere telling you again hey by the way you've been here so here are the roads you know here are the other points of interest in that area that you've experienced before, you know, and yeah. having that that road mod is very handy because yeah, you know what, we've been all over these areas and yet it still looks like we haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, It'll give me an indication that you've been there, like oh, you know where everything is. Right,
2: it doesn't feel, you know, open to you. Right,
4: it's not explored. You know, it's not oh yes, I, I know exactly where I'm going.
2: Sweet. But yeah, having um,
4: that,
2: yeah, yeah. So if you guys head over to uh, Skyrim Nexus, you can um, you can definitely get that. Uh, quality world map with roads. Exactly.
3: And categorize favorites menu. Breaks down all of your favorited items and weapons into their own categories and lists them in columns in a grid format in a nice large pop-up window. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Yes. Separate columns for hotkeys, potions, magic, shouts, apparel, weapons, and other. This is nice. Did you try this one out
2: yet? Uh, no. No, I haven't tried it out. I looked at the... The screenshots excuse me I looked at the screenshots for it and it, it looked it looked pretty awesome um, what you what you basically do is or what it does for you is it takes that that sidebar all right um, away and just makes it larger and just mm-hmm. takes all of those types of items in your inventory and just categorizes it into those into those items that you those categories that you said hotkeyed potions magic shouts apparel weapons and then other. And it lists it, and it makes it, it's probably like about half, it, it goes from one side of your screen to the other, and it's probably about half the height of your screen. And it, it just lists everything in a nice, um, you know, accommodating format. You know, the uh, the columns, the header of the columns are nice and bold, and the items underneath it are slightly less so, so you could definitely, you know, figure out, all right, this is, you know, part of that. And they're nice and even space, like it looks really, really, really good nice so, yeah
3: i'm gonna to have to download one after the show and give it a shot yeah.
4: yeah i think both of those are definitely worth uh going onto to my computer
3: <laughs> if you guys out there have are mod makers and want to spotlight your mod just send it in to us or a link to it and we'll take a look at it and if it's if it's any good we'll highlight
2: it on the show without a doubt all right
3: anything else we want to put in the crafting table
2: no, um, you know, if if someone, if one of you guys ha, has a uh, an idea for a mod too, um, oh yeah, be, definitely, yeah, don't be afraid to email to us. Maybe something we can start
3: putting in a section actually, is little ideas that people have had for doing mods. Hopefully, the mod makers will listen and say, hey, that's a good idea. All right, let me try that. <laughs> I'm
4: gonna put that together right now.
3: All righty, let's move on to the town square where we have a ton to go over today.
4: Hear that? Something's going on in the Town Square. And welcome
3: to Town Square. Emails, calls, iTunes, shoutouts, the works, all the community-based stuff. And after we gave you guys a challenge for what side you guys chose last week for via Stormcloak or Imperial, we literally, the first two days after the show launched, had somewhere around 30 emails and several Facebook comments and Twitter comments. On this very subject, and they never stopped. Thank you guys very much. It was very hard to go through all of them and pick out the emails to use this week, and we really appreciate all your emails. And we came with—I came up with a pretty good consensus on what people, the main, you know, train of thought on this subject. And from what I found, was uh, that most people were literally playing it off like what avarlan was saying last week of how the Imperials treated the Stormcloaks in the beginning of the game, off with their heads scenario.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. That is, that makes very valid sense. And most of them even said, okay, well, I wanted to join Stormcloaks, and then halfway through Stormcloaks, I realized that they weren't all they were cracked up to be, and then I wanted to suddenly want to kill Stormcloaks. Uh, a couple of listeners even wrote in saying that they re rolled our character entirely, just so then go to Imperial instead. So we have a few emails about that today, about what people experienced and why they chose that, and we'll get into that. But first, we have a call from Mr. Gazer. He uh, called in, and I had to edit out his he, he edit, edit his call down a little bit. It was a little over four minutes. When you guys call in, please keep them around one to one and a half minutes. It kind of makes it easier for us. Um, we appreciate your calls very much. And let's go ahead and get into this call.
0: Hey guys, my name's Gazer, the semi-anonymous gamer, and I say semi-anonymous because I'm kind of revealing my voice right now. I totally fail. Anyways, I'm here to talk about a couple of DLC ideas that I had. Um, I'm just going to kind of keep it short and sweet, maybe under two minutes. Uh, (laughs) The first idea that I had is sort of like time traveling to areas and continents of the past games like Morrowind, Oblivion, maybe go to the Shivering Isles, things like that. But... It, the continents are pretty much the same, just with better graphics. Uh, but I don't think they should be like Morrowind in Oblivion. Well, the older games should have like the exact same quests. Because if you want to have the exact same quests, why not just get the bloody game? Uh, <laughs> but, anyways, just. I think it would be a good idea if you could have like a bunch of side quests on the Shivering Isles. Or you could like have a couple quest chains there i thought that'd be really nice anyways i thank you for you guys time i love the podcast i just discovered it yesterday morning actually well yesterday at this morning at 3 a.m <laughs> anyway i i love the podcast i'm looking forward to new episodes and yeah peace out peace out to youtube bro Alrighty.
3: Thanks, Gazer, for the call. Um, yeah, his idea. What did you guys think?
4: <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Um, time traveling, but uh, hmm. I don't. know. I'm you always did... weary about time travel.
3: Well, they, they they kind of already put that in the idea of that into the game already. For anyone who's done the um, the primary quest chain, it's in the game, kind of. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to. But they they put the the mechanic in the game for that to be possible already. Okay. And to me that can make sense if they want to do something along those lines.
2: Yeah, if the if the lore can support doing some sort of time traveling, you know, um I I kind of like where I like the general idea he's he's going with this. Um I don't know necessarily about going back to shivering isles simply because, you know, we did it in Oblivion. Um it was done in Oblivion, and I think the world is big enough to, you know, visit new areas or, you know, not areas we've seen in the game before. Marwind um, was, you know, a long time ago. It would be kind of cool to, you know, go back present day, um, but I don't know about going back in time to, to Morrowind. Um But I like the, I like the, the time travel idea. And I like visiting other areas idea other than Skyrim. Um, I like that for sure. I think, I think he's you know, definitely on to you know, a, a lot of different things all at once. Right. No,
3: I'm
4: I, Lou? Well, maybe perhaps, uh, as you both have been saying, uh, time travel back, but maybe to a different region that we haven't seen before. Like exa- uh, For example, the Falmor Travel back to an era in their past... Maybe get to see why they are, why they become the way they are now, you know, Uh, or take it back even further. Go back to the original, gosh, uh, go back, time travel back to Daggerfall even, you know, see it uh, in that time frame and experience it there. Because, again, as Barwin mentioned, uh, the lore, if the lore can support it, yeah, it'd be great. You know, I don't want to see the writers, and the creators of the game, you know, having to rewrite and revisit, you know other parts of the game they that we've seen already you know just to fit a, a time traveling type storyline you know right uh, what do you think Joe I pretty much put my thoughts into that
3: yeah it would be cool I mean it's definitely something they could add in there but not as the DLC itself you know what I mean like not do the entire DLC about time traveling and doing that kind of stuff but little extra added quests here and there like if you wanted to go back and see when the first Dovah or the last Dovah you know wiped out some dragons or whatever it could be pretty cool And I just totally messed that up, but just beside the point. (laughs) We followed you. I I know what you're talking about. You didn't mess it up. All right. So we have a million and one emails to go over. We had to cut out a few. Um, We had to cut out a couple even this morning because we realized we had too many on the show.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we (laughs) apologize
3: we didn't get your email, guys. We really appreciate everything, all the emails you guys have sent in. So we're going to start out with Gleaner. Um, Eve Arwen,
2: take it away, buddy. Sure. Gleaner says, I started my first playthrough, level 52 now, as a Dark Elf with the intent of siding with the Stormcloaks. Who would choose to side with jerks who tried to cut off your head without justification? (laughs) (laughs) Very valid, yes. (laughs) As I walked into Windhelm to join up, I overheard some nords harassing a Dark Elf and it gave me pause. The guards all seemed racist and what started as a desire to to join turned into a commitment to eradicate the races. <laughs> <The racists. laughs> <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. He goes on to say this quest chain led me to dislike both sides enough that I chose to restart fresh as a thief/assassin and join neither side while killing both as often as I can. This seemed very undovikin, so I avoided the dragon quest in- chain entirely and I'm just playing as a common nobody. Level 30 and no sight of dragons since the opening. Just proof that you can have it your way. I got tired of fighting off dragons every five minutes, so this is a plus. Thanks again, Gleaner.
3: I don't know, when you read that last part, I was thinking McDonald's in my head. I have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can have it your way. And that is an interesting way of playing through it. I don't know if I would like that personally or not, but that is kind of a cool idea. Because if you avoid that main quest or not main quest, I keep on saying main quest, it's not main quest, the so-called primary quest, uh, you can avoid the dragon spawning.
2: Yeah, I so, think uh, last week we got a, an email or a comment from someone saying he, he's a, a wanderer, and he, he doesn't do really any of the quests uh, to speak of. He just kind of goes from you know one area to the next and dungeon crawling, and he's like level, last week he was like level 45, I, I think he said. That's interesting. So yeah. it's very we, interesting lou what do you think about about that that type of that type of play style
4: well I, uh way, anyway, i do kind of like it and from looking at my question i think i am partly into that because i am wandering all over the place speaking of quests left and right and avoiding i guess uh for lack of a better phrase about the i guess the primary storyline if you don't want to call it the main quest but yeah i i think it's great that the game does support that kind of playstyle to where if you don't want to do it just yet you know what? You can. And look, the, this player's gotten to, what, 45?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Hasn't counted any of the dragons, but he's probably done a ton of the side quests, side missions, and, you know, it doesn't seem like he's forced to do anything. You know, he's just doing what he wants to do. Yeah. Which is nice. All I mean, right. hey, if I don't want to see a dragon, I'm not I, I'm not going to see a dragon.
3: Yeah. That's one thing, like I said before many times in this podcast, I love that you can play the game the way you want to play it. In many different areas. There's some things like, you well, with quests, you can't always do it the way you want, get the end result you want, but you can do the quest different ways. Right. Um, the next email from Ben. He says, "I joined the Stormcloaks in my playthrough of the game. I did, I did for many reasons. One, I was a Nord. Two, the Imperials seemed to be the bad guys for many reasons, and looked like they were just trying to control what little they had left. And three, I like fighting for a cause. And I saw the movie Braveheart recently, and I was all kill the king, rebel." All the way, freedom. <laughs> Not going off topic. <laughs> here, I thought it would be cool if that near useless wooden mask took take wooden mask took take you back in time in any ruin. Now that would be cool. Did I read that wrong? No, he he said that. Um, okay, sorry about that.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Not exactly sure what what he's he's getting at here. Uh, apparently, there's a, a wooden mask that that you you take and uh okay yeah a little bit of a spoiler here (laughs) (laughs) anyway braveheart
3: yeah freedom freedom love that that movie (laughs) (sighs) interesting point of view there ben yep indeed and the next one lewis
4: all right this next email comes from joe hey guys you asked us to write in and tell you why we join our sides these storm cloaks were the only choice i thought i had at the beginning but if I were to do it again with the knowledge I have now, I would choose the Empire hands down. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Nice name, Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fitting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, initially, when I first started the game, I had the same confusion as well. I was like, uh, there's a faction? <laughs> All I know is I'm in the back seat of some wagon about to get my head chopped off for no reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, oh. I mean... I, yeah, he didn't really ahead.
3: give us too much as to why he chose Empire. That's what I found interesting in his email because it kind of made me
4: think, why? Right? What? What along the I guess the Stormcloaks uh, storyline? If he experienced it, you know, turned him off to the Stormcloaks and
2: made him go Imperial. Well, I think maybe it had something to do with you know what he finds out, you know, during the course of, of that uh, that quest, that storyline. So mm-hmm. I, we heard a lot, I mean, you know, Joe, you know, we heard a lot about that, you know, during the week Joe was saying that, you know, a lot of people go, they start Stormcloak, and then they become, you know, very Imperial sympathetic as well, and then their second playthrough. So this was just one more on top of the pile there, stating such.
3: All right, the next one is from, yeah, Louis, you have something to say?
2: Oh, no, no, I was going to say, you know, thanks for the email, Joe.
3: Yeah, well, definitely. Yep. Hey guys, I have some DLC ideas to share with you. I think that there should be some DLC that reads previous Oblivion files or make a completely random person if you don't have Oblivion and make a shrine for them. Your character would visit the shrine and see your Oblivion character or the random character. Episode, Also in episode 4 you guys mentioned the Dwemer and crossbows and I think that it would be a great idea to combine these ideas. Your character could find a Dwarven... a Dwemer? Frozen in an iceberg, you can thaw him out with some fire, and Dwimmer can create you some more weapons like crossbows and ranged weapons. Thanks for reading, and keep up the great work, Chef Dog. Yeah, I'm butchering emails today, so I'm gonna let you guys read the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think on this particular one, you know, the the idea that he has about having a quest where you've got to, you know, save, you know, the Dwimmer from from ice, and then he essentially becomes, um, you know, a companion for you. Um, I I like it. I think the general idea in itself is is uh, is good. You know, find a way to to get more more companions. I think I think adding more companions to the game. I think there's there's a lot in there as it is, and there's there's varying types, and they all do you know various different things. And just to add to that would kind of I don't know maybe um, mire it down a bit. Uh, but the idea of like going out and, and having a quest like this where you have to save somebody and then they become somewhat useful in a way for you I like that you know maybe you know he becomes a, a blacksmith in in a new area that the DLC opens up and you can go to them and you get you know free items or something special discounts yeah right special
3: yeah. discounts for the dova King yeah <laughs> yeah he exactly. saved
2: me.
4: <laughs> Working to the storyline. Yeah. You're the mom sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. It's comes from Sam. Hi guys. First let me say I am enjoying the show and you're doing a great job. I myself am forty one hours into Skyrim, level eighteen, and while playing was thinking of a few areas still the same as Oblivion and hope would be addressed in future games. First, should there be an animation of you either reaching for or giving items to PCs? This, of course, would involve a lot more space and programming. The only other area would require a lot more voice recordings, as it would be nice to see uh, RPGs from Bethesda act like Mass Effect, where your character speaks according to your dialogue choice. Thanks for your time and keep up the great work. You know what? I was looking at this email and I had an idea about this. I mean, it would take a whole lot of
3: programming, but it would be so awesome for an RPG to do this. Can you imagine? Okay, you can choose different. Some RPGs allow you to choose different um, voices for your character, and they do this, allow you to hear your character talk to the NPCs. What if they had an option where, if you wanted to take the time, you could sit there and literally read through a whole list of words and use your voice, and it record the game records your voice and then uses your voice as the dialogue for your character. Probably, I wanted to create an order and like use this stupid voice all the time and hear him say it <laughs> it would be something pretty
2: cool yeah that would i mean uh that sounds like it'd be a tremendous amount of you know you know encoding but i mean that's what we trust bethesda to do that's what they do yeah but um that that would be yeah that'd be kind of cool because then you you know <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. you could do like funny things, like you, you can make like a like a female voice come out of it, like a big hulking Nord guy. <laughs> you know?
3: I can see Mrs. Labou playing some kind of massive Nord.
1: Hi guys <laughs> How
3: you doing? All right, you Sorry, that was a really bad impression, yeah. She now hates me. <laughs> yeah, the other way. Yeah. Playing a female character, hey, what's up? You got something for me to buy? You need help? <laughs> what's
4: the matter with your voice
3: <laughs> wow <laughs> I don't know that would be awesome yeah yeah I could definitely do that alright thanks for the email Sam I, I agree that kind of stuff would be kind of would be cool to add into it uh next email from Rod Ivarwin
2: alright Rod says truth is I went storm cloaks at the beginning so I can get my hands on imperial heavy armor from the start of the game off officers bodies so uh Rod basically made a, a, a quick decision, thinking that uh, know, if he goes Stormcloaks, I'll be killing Imperials, and I'll get their heavy armor, and I could start off uh, with, with that, you know, that boon to me. So, it's an interesting way of thinking about it. <laughs> it is.
3: <laughs> you
2: know, That's I why think...
3: he's on the show today. That was a very interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. So, I can get my hands on Imperial heavy armor from the start of the game off of officers' bodies. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. That's a good way to, to boost it right there. Oh, this is a long email. I was going to take it and I, I decided against it. So, um, Lou. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, next email comes from, hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Sethar, Sethar 119. Hey, Skyrim off the record. Here are my thoughts on a future DLC. As a huge fan of The Elder Scrolls III, I would like to see Morrowind revisited. Bethesda can make another long quest like Mehrunes' Razor, but incorporate the neighboring province of Morrowind in some way. Maybe it could also include a new faction chain, like the Great Houses, or even the Morag Tong. But here's what was most relevant to Skyrim itself. Since the Thalmor are so keen on repressing the worship of mere mortals, such as Talos, the DLC could be that the Thalmor have heard rumors that a new Nerevarine protagonist from Elder Scrolls III, has arisen to fight this new threat of the Thalmor. Also, it would tie into the Civil War. Whichever side you chose would send you to investigate what the Thalmor are doing in Morrowind and you have to discreetly stow away on a ship or something. <coughs> Pirates would <control>. um, <laughs> I think the Thalmor <laughs> presence of Morrowind and their clash with the Ashlander cults who worship the N- would be fresh, yet relevant to the game itself. I know Bethesda doesn't want to make the game bigger, but this would tie into the events of the game smoothly. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Thanks, Cthar119. Cthar 119.
3: See also wrote yeah back saying he was um playing around and ended up enchanting a pickaxe <laughs> so now this is walking around skyrim with a pickaxe that can paralyze an enemy for two seconds that's pretty <laughs> epic um and before we got this email i actually did that on an accident and enchanted my pickaxe when i was trying to level my enchanting it gave me a list of the things i can enchant and i saw pickaxe there. i was like what the heck so i went there and enchanted it to soul to steal souls
4: <laughs> that look at mine or it can
2: steal souls, ladies and gentlemen, and only for the price of 50 gold apiece. <laughs> there you go. There
4: you
3: go.
2: I love that little bit. Uh, you know, Sether was was nice enough to write us a bunch of emails and um, you know, there was a couple that that he he really uh he made some very interesting points and that was one that you know, I th- I thought we all thought was hysterical, so we just had to throw it in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, in the
2: main part of what he was saying,
3: Wouldn't it, just kind of an offshoot of what he was saying on this, wouldn't it be cool if some group of people, like after you finish the main Dovahkiin storyline, if they began to worship you? So they built a shrine to you. Every time you go near them, they
2: start bowing and take me with you, oh Lord. Honestly, I don't know why more people just don't do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, to me. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's an awful joke. (laughs)
3: We're not worthy. I
2: I like I like the idea of going back to Morrowind. You know, um, we got a lot of those ideas coming out this week, and I think the emails reflect that. People want to go back to Morrowind. You know, it's been a while. The game was released what fifteen years ago. Something like that. Yep. you know there's a huge great war it's a desolate area like we we want to go back and check this out now because we're familiar with what it used to look like and we now want to know what it looks like now what's what's changed and I I totally am am in agreement with with Sether about about that one idea about going back to and let's just see what that's like and I think there's a, a gold mine of of uh, gaming that can be had there exactly I gotta mention this
3: really quick from the chat room. The whole we're not worthy thing I just did, I, I got from seeing Gazer say it in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> you would not leave me alone in the chat room until I mentioned it was him. So.
1: <laughs> I, see, I see it. Hey, Joe.
3: Hey, Joe. Joe. Hey. Hey. Me. Hello.
2: Gazer. I like
3: this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Next email. This one's short, so I'll take it. <laughs> nice. For DLC, I think it would be cool to have Shapeshifters Faction be able to do more than just being a werewolf. Turn into animals like eagles to fly around Skyrim. Simple stuff like that. That's from Kyle Valentine. Well, yeah, that would be awesome, but they don't do flying in Skyrim simply because they did the cheat method when creating the world. Within, what you see is not exactly all that's there. There's many holes, many areas. When you're mapping a, a giant map, for instance, a world... You use shortcuts so you don't have to constantly um, basically texture map and wrap everything that's possible in the world. So what you see was already pre-planned. Okay, they see What they're doing when they create an area, for instance, a world map, they look at everything you can see from the ground. And those big mountains that you see lumbering over there, what you can't get to in the back of that mountain is actually nothing but a hole. There's nothing there. I know I hate to ruin that for you, but in order for him to create like a, a way to fly in Skyrim, they would have to go back and literally redo a good fifty percent of the map and retexture it.
4: It would take a ton of work, tons of man hours. Then I can't imagine the size of those files too that we have to re-download and incorporate into the game itself. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's another reason why they do a lot of those shortcuts is so that it does <laughs> cut down on file size.
2: Right, but well. Maybe, you know, it's not just um, turning into a bird that that, would be, would be, uh, that could work in the game. Maybe it could be, you know, something like having a uh, spell that for a couple of seconds you can turn into not just a, not a werewolf, but just like a regular wolf and hide from, you know, uh, enemy eyes that are pursuing you. Or you could turn into a giant for a couple of seconds and just start stomping on all of those bandits that just suddenly attacked you you know maybe they could you know do something like that and the more faction you gain in the shapeshifters guild the the cooler and and more powerful the sh- uh the shifts that you can shape you can turn into become and you can do them for longer
4: right and i think that'd be a great way to incorporate that maybe into the um uh, i guess the dark brotherhood storyline or even the thieves guild using that ability to find your way into areas that would normally you'd have to fight your way yeah. or sneak your way into and uh yeah, I, I, that'd be, I think they're a great way to to work the dark Brothers, to assassinate people. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. You're a guard or, or another person, and just and then just stab them in the back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or or just you know maybe make, make them think like you're a wolf, you know, just kind of strolling in or strolling around the area and get close to them and then bam, get them.
4: Right. Right. Or to get away from the guards. Right. You know, after someone has stolen every potion in the shop around Skyrim. My cards are hot in their tail and oh i'm a harmless wolf if you're that guy (laughs) if you're that guy how can i have to get away i'm just a wolf nothing here nothing here to see
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, i guess i'll get the next email by chris storms says hey guys so i love your show makes me makes my drive to work a lot quicker now to business which by the way let me just stop on this real quick um you know, we, we tailor this show so you can, so it's commuter friendly. All right. We, we want you to hear, you know, a good portion of our show on the way in and a good portion of our show on the way back from work. So that, that's awesome that, that he's, and also, you know, if you're at work too, we, we like to think that you, you hear our show. That's, that's why it's as long as it is, you know, to go off on a tangent is a lot of, a lot of podcasters out there try and keep their episodes at about 45 minutes long. This way, you know, you can take one commute to go in and you heard the show. Um, But we got a lot of emails saying that they enjoy how long the show is because it helps them get over that morning hump at work. So, you know, we love hearing stuff like this, Chris, and, and, you know, other listeners out there, we love hearing it. You know, the idea that, you know, you listen to us to make that that commute or that that work day. Just a little bit better. That, that really lets us know that we're hitting the mark. And it, it gives us a lot of joy. Um, so to continue. Happy joy, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Uh, he says, now to business. Uh, In the last episode, you mentioned a mod that skips the intro but could potentially crash the game if added incorrectly. Well, I wanted to say for those on consoles or that don't want to add the mod, you can actually save the game right after you get off the cart. Before you name your character or do anything, that way you don't risk anything, and it's as easy as loading a save file. Thanks for what you do, Chris Storms. Um, we just want to add on this one. The reason why I included this is because I may have come off incorrectly last week. Um, mod, these mods we're not we're not the mods that we feature aren't crashing your system. What I what I meant to say is that if you download these mods, all right, and you take the file and you put the file incorrectly within the game that that relationship between a misplaced file and the game could you know crash the game not that it will there might be a check around that sort of thing i don't know i, I don't i don't make files i don't make games i'm not a modder but it, it would you know it it was a, an idea that came to me as a precautionary measure and i just i just don't want to you know tell people to download mods and then not caution them to say you know uh, not you know not to tell them to be careful because what they're downloading and putting in their game if done incorrectly could cause it could cause an issue. So I just want everyone to be careful and, and read the directions. When we feature a mod on the show we, we do it because we like the idea, but we want you to read the directions very carefully just so you don't you don't have an issue like this. So that was it.
3: Awesome. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't have anything to say about that. No? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have some shout-outs to do. Thank you, everybody, for your emails, or as was an extra long amount, because there we were just some we just did not want to cut out. We had to add them. Yep. If, if we had our way, the show would have been about two hours of emails. So, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't do that, and we appreciate all your guys' emails. Uh, one little side note, um, if you want us to get to your email please make sure they're in by Tuesday morning at the very, very latest. Um, After that's kind of the cutoff point until next week. Uh, And we, again, thank you guys for your emails and we have shout outs to do. So we'd like to thank Adam, Chris Pruitt, Death Pickle, Caleb, Jesper, Mike B, Dave from Ohio, and peyto 23 These were for the emails we didn't use, I believe. Yes, that is uh, that was also Darth Pickle. Darth Pickle. Oh, Darth my bad. Darth Pickle. Darth
4: Pickle. He's going to <laughs> Pickle. force choke me now, very Joe. <laughs> force choke yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I am not strong with the force. We have five star shoutouts. Lewis, take it first.
4: All right, five star review shoutouts from America. Hope my ex Liquid Gear X. Jonathan McQueen, Blondo One, Anthony Cologne, Normal Guy, Drum Killer, Awesome, with lots of boxes after his name. <laughs> 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 Bangle Meister, uh, chady 25 That One Emo Kid. We're not kidding about that, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Jenna OH, or Jenna Ohio, a- aka Matt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The, the, I thought this one was great. I, the the uh, the the iTunes name on the top, the it says Jenna O'H, but very very nice um, compliments that we were given as as a uh, as a review. But at the bottom it says from Matt. <laughs> so okay, Matt, thanks. Thanks, Matt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Matt. Uh, also from Schaefer. And from Sithr119, Chris. Hope I'm pronouncing it right. Or Xris. Ooh, Redguard Weapon Master. Nice. Aiden. Mianow, Mirage Strike. And Dustin Casanelli.
3: In the UK, we have Relinquished Show, aka Dave in the UK. Ruku the Wolf. Mark Topping. James. Chael. Am I, I pronouncing that one right? right?
4: Chell. could be chill,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be. And is 15 thank you guys very much for your reviews. We love them. Um, and our final thoughts of the show. I still want my pirates. I'm just saying that. I'm planning on starting a partition for pirates.
4: Ninja pirates, no less.
3: Peg legs, throwing stars, and flintlocks.
2: You can't go wrong. Just saying. That's right. Just saying. Just saying. Just put uh, it out there. My final thought: uh, tons and tons of uh, awesome emails. Thank you very much. Thank you for the reviews, for the ratings on iTunes. Helps the show out a lot. Uh, you know, if you if you want to have your name mentioned at the top of the show with a small little snippet, uh, don't forget to to go to our website and uh, click on the uh, PayPal donate button, and we'll we'll get that in for the uh, immediate show following thereafter.
4: Lou, yeah, uh, the responses we received from all of you has been great and. A little overwhelming when Joe first <laughs> informed me what was going on. I couldn't, just couldn't believe the responses we were getting. Yeah, it's great. It helps you know fuel the show, and, and it's wonderful to see that uh, there are plenty of people out there who enjoy the game as much as we do. You know, and aren't ashamed or aren't afraid to actually uh, share their thoughts and their ideas. You know, as to how to make this game better for everyone. Yeah, looking forward to those two of the mods that we profiled today. <laughs> <laughs> the, the roads, yeah, yeah, I'm not getting lost again, damn it.
3: Nope. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going right into my game right after the show.
4: Exactly. And then I'll
3: edit the show and get it out. Gotta have, <laughs> gotta have the roads first, then edit.
2: exactly, then the show.
3: I really worry I about our, so. our uh, chat room sometimes.
2: Yeah, I, I know. I'm like trying not to look, cause I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, again, we like to thank our chat room <laughs> You guys help us make the show more entertaining
1: <laughs> Yay. Yay. So Our round of applause
3: fan. for you guys Just so everyone knows, we do record live At 10.30am Eastern Time In the US So you can go to our website There's a little tab that says The uh, most of the I run show off. live Skyrim <laughs> off the record live <laughs> Go so on that tab and you can join in the chat room and check us out as we make full of ourselves live as we record. Um, yeah, and how to reach us is going to Lou.
4: Okay, how to reach us. www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com If you want to reach us by e you can reach us at skyrimofftherecord at You can also find us at the other Network the dot com and on Twitter for Skyrim Off the Record at Skyrim O T R if you want to talk to Joe Mr Wilson is at author J R Wilson it's A U T H O R J R Wilson if you want to talk to Yvarwyn it's at Yvarwyn E V A R W Y N if you want to send me a tweet or anything else I'm at Gamer Guy one B
3: Skyrim, off the record, is a Quest Network production. And we like to again thank everybody for their support and their input into this show. And I just gotta say this. We'll you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe.
4: Take care, everyone. See you all next week.
2: I'll tell you what i do like though uh. oh oh uh. yeah oh <laughs> uh. it just flows that's what i'm talking about uh-huh yeah that's baby making music oh yeah there's the wookie yeah. give us some
1: wookie
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it right there oh yeah this is my groove right here you don't know it right now but i'm doing a hip thing <laughs> <laughs> tie fighter hip dance oh yeah that's what i like
3: Night fighter was my favorite thing to put in there. Look out! Han shot first. The quest network is proud to. That's where it gets good, though. Right after the, I say stupid stuff, and then
2: it goes good. I, I I like all of it. I like.
4: Don't be afraid. Come on, get the stick. Get the stick. Come on. Here, <laughs> get get points. Away. get the stick. Get Come the on. Stick. <laughs>
2: That's how, that's how Lou lures his dragon. He doesn't need dragon red. He's got the stick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be epic. Oh, I'm tr- that drunk. Tr- Here boy. Here boy. Got the
4: Stick. Come on. Come on. Go get it.
3: <laughs> See a dragon land. <laughs> 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 that
2: would be perfect. He's like all excited. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Is there a stick? There's a stick. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I what a little stick brings back a, wet, a redwood pine. <laughs> <laughs> Some poor blacksmith's arms dangling from his jowls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 this is awesome. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, this is great. (laughs) Wow.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The chat right, was laughing right. at me because I, I had an on-air nerdgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. FUSH
2: <laughs>